Welcome to the Mediocre Athletes Club. Number three. Ooh, what a day. That's <laughs> how <laughs> so we're starting off every episode. Oh, what a day. What a day. Oh, goodness. So, here we are again. Third episode. We're going to start again talking about last week's challenges and where mm-hmm. we're at. And I'll get into the camera again. <laughs> uh, you can start because you were probably a little bit more successful than I was mm-hmm. this week. Okay. So, mine, my goal from last week was basically just to take vitamin D every day and then transfer over from two weeks ago of just training more consistently through the week. And I did great for the most part. I took vitamin D. I think maybe I skipped one day because you're laying in bed or I was laying in bed. <laughs> you're laying in bed. It was my bed. fault. <laughs> Your fault. Um, because I was laying in bed and it's one of those things where you lay in bed and then you're like, oh. Crap, I forgot it. And then I'm just like, eh, it's fine. It's not worth getting out of bed. Yeah, not worth it. So the vitamin D thing went well, though, which I'm excited for just to continue throughout the winter and see. I read something, sure, you know, just Google. That probably wasn't very accurate, just that it takes two to three months to notice a difference. So I should have started like a month ago, but it'll be fine. You seem peppier to me. (laughs) Oh, sure. Um, and then transferring over from two weeks ago, just training more consistently. I think that's been going well too. I've been listening to my body. So Thursday, I didn't do anything, but Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I ran, lifted, did the bike on Monday. So. Bikes are brutal too. That's a mm-hmm. hard one to motivate to get on to. It is hard, but because it's in my house, it's a little easier to jump on and call it a day so not too bad how yeah thanks how are your goals <laughs> i'm gonna open my real quick oops forgot to do <laughs> uh it two-thirds went great for whatever reason i decided let's do two last week you've been doing a lot this week too so that i mean yeah it was crazy it was a crazy week so in addition to my um six minute mile plan i added in eating breakfast because i hate that and um coroutine okay let's break it down how was breakfast breakfast went great (laughs) every single day i had if a little thing of greek yogurt counts Mm. yeah it's good protein it's good protein and super easy well yeah if it's greek yogurt yeah yeah so that went great my runs went really good um i even added an extra one in yesterday and you've been doing to clarify long runs and interval runs yeah so intervals on sunday tuesday thursday okay and then not necessarily long runs unless you consider a 5k a long run Um, i mean yeah longer than i like to be on a treadmill for Mm -hmm. so actually i owe you big time because I really struggle <laughs> to be on the treadmill for that amount of time just going at consistent speed. So after you mentioned covering up the little console 
and not knowing how far you've run, mm -hmm. I did that and it was so much easier. Because otherwise, I'm looking down like every 0 0.05 miles. Oh my gosh, this is taking forever. Yeah. So you just cover it up, listen to good music, have a beer in the console, right? <laughs> just to look at. I just to look at. I feel like if I had a beer there or something, you know, a burger or something that you were looking at, I think I would only make it so far because I would want to stop and have the beer. Yeah, but then you also don't want to have to talk about, I stopped my run halfway through because I had to have the beer. That's embarrassing. That's, I mean, it's also embarrassing problem. running with a beer in your treadmill, but... Yeah. I do it, and it works, and made it through. <laughs> if you need a tip, <laughs> just add a beer. Honestly, it, it, uh, it's a real game changer uh, if you don't like sitting on a treadmill. Yeah. Music, beer, and covering the thing. I think um, if I get through the first mile and it's dragging, that's when I'll cover it. Because I'm already at a mile, so mm -hmm. then it builds a little faster, and then I start getting in a routine. But it's... What I found too is once I get past two and a half, I just want to keep going because I want that number to keep going up, <laughs> but then it takes forever. Mm -hmm. So I'll find myself towards the end, just upping the speed, which I hate because I want to stay consistent in my speed. Right. But then I up it because I want it to be over. I want you just to want to burn to out and be done. Oh, yeah. finish now. Uh, it's not a good tactic. Don't follow that. Don't do that. I have the, yeah, I have the same thing where I just want it to go faster and faster. I'm like, I, but I can't maintain this pace. No, so then it's pointless. You're just, it would be better to stay in a zone and maintain it. Mm-hmm. We're hard, we're not good at that, staying in well, that, maybe that green that's zone. that's something we can, we can work on. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Consistency. Not a goal yet. <laughs> And then, okay, so nutrition or eating breakfast and your runs. That was it? Oh, yeah, and then the core thing. So oh, okay. <laughs> I I don't know if it was Monday. I, I started doing the core routine, and I got maybe like two minutes in, and that, that's good enough. <laughs> and the sad thing was I was sore the next day. Yeah. Um, so I felt... Felt like that was great. <laughs> I did enough to make myself sore, so. You've also been playing hockey on top Three of that. And have yeah. you've had long days. So sometimes, and that's, I guess, something good to bring up is sometimes it's more important to get, I think we talked one day this week, it's more important to get good sleep versus just do it because you have this yeah. goal. And then you just, you're going to crash. So. Yeah, it becomes counterproductive at a certain point. Mm -hmm. But I, my energy levels actually, because I don't ever really train as consistently as I have been over the past, what, three, two, three weeks. And uh, my energy levels just went crazy during the week. I had so much energy. I just wanted to run. Mm -hmm. But there's something about the core routine. And I got in my little workout room and I started doing it again yesterday. Again, another two minutes in, and I just wanted to run. I didn't want to do a core routine. My body just wanted to run, so I just jumped on the treadmill. Yeah. So. It seems, I don't know if this is the same for you, but once I run, then I just want, not necessarily, I don't want to keep running, but I want to keep working out. So all of a sudden I'll have this energy, and I feel that I can do 
my core routine and I shouldn't because my body needs to just cool its jets, <laughs> but it just wants to keep going. So maybe try core after, or did you try that? No. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good idea. Maybe don't do I need I, I need help with the core thing. I just any kind of strength stuff is I years Boy. and years ago I really enjoyed it, but anymore and it's probably just because I haven't done it consistently in so long that I it's such I a can't. different feeling because strength I've now become a little bit addicted to the strength piece because it's so much slower you need to rest in between reps and take your time it's such a different pace and you feel when you're done with it you feel good but you don't feel trashed like you might with cardio workout so it's so different yeah it's interesting i've been enjoying including both but it's definitely it's definitely a different pace and if you don't like that pace if you're used to the cardio it's tough to get into. Yeah, well, I'm wow. used to a slow cardio too, though. But now that's changing too, uh, doing the intervals. So it's actually been a lot of fun switching it up, going from now. It's almost harder to do the slow and consistent mm-hmm. because it's it's so, so much easier to just pump out and a minute or whatever in your intervals and then rest and then do the same thing. So. And then you feel oh, so cool. good, too, with intervals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel After. fast. Oh, my gosh. Running yeah. over six miles per hour feels great. <laughs> I was it's not for very long. Yeah. I was listening to the Uphill Athlete podcast, and they were talking about intervals, and they preach staying at this low zone for the majority of your workouts because so many people try to go hard, and then they crash or they can't recover. So they preach this low zone, but one of the, they did bring up intervals and they just said, once you're at the point to include intervals, it can really decrease your time during miles. So this guy was in quarantine, they were explaining the story of this guy in quarantine and he wasn't able to get a lot of miles in, but he started doing intervals up, uphill Mm. intervals, just up his driveway or something. So it couldn't have been that big of a gain, but, um, he decreased his mileage or his mileage time, his time. Like in a good way. In a good way. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I uh, haven't timed. That's the best part about this whole six minute mile challenge is I honestly have no idea what my mile time is currently. Um, and it's different too, because you could go run. That's so tricky for me because I could run eight minute miles for a little bit, but if I go try to run a marathon, I'm no, no way would I be able to keep that up. Right. I'd like to. So I don't know why I want to get to that mile, but it's just a mark I want to hit. Mm-hmm. And I was excited yesterday because I assume my mile time's around eight or so. Um, and my friend and I went out for a little hike yesterday. You're on a main trail for two miles. We ran out the two miles back to the uh, parking lot and it's a steady downhill. So probably you lose about 200 feet in a mile. But I looked at my Strava afterwards and I was like, oh, 7.15. Even if it's downhill, I mean, I at least I move my legs that fast for once. 
And then I looked at her Strava, and for that same split, it said 803 or something. <laughs> so I still don't know what my mile time is. Yeah. And Strava got me all excited. And then let me down. Uh, it's so hard to know. That's something when I was on the treadmill this week, I was so pumped because my watch, I think I told you this, but my watch, um, I started my watch and the treadmill, obviously clock seal. My watch was just super giving, you know, it just <laughs> said I was a lot faster than I was and it made me really happy, but I wasn't that fast. <laughs> made me feel good. So that's all that counts. Always get technology that makes it look like you've gone higher and run faster. <laughs> if it's going to be wrong, use the one that's wrong that makes you feel better. But yeah, so yeah. apparently I still don't know how fast my mile time is. That's all right. Someday. Just want to get into it a little bit mm -hmm. and then figure out my mile time and then roll from there. Yeah, that's smart. So speaking of your trip, mm -hmm. this last Friday that you did... And you're, you finally got your speed spike that we I talked did. about last week. Yeah. So what did you think? Finally, the snow got low enough. Um, and where we were, it's, it's starting off a little higher elevation too. So a whole trail was snowed. Basically, you go two miles on a main trail, which is hard packed snow, a little bit of ice. And then uh, you cut off and there's pretty much just fresh snow, like four inches of sugar, sugar snow over top of either rock or grass. So as far as traction, um, it was not the greatest test except for on the trail. Cause the sugary, the sugary snow isn't icy really. It might yeah. just get slippery because it's wet, which is a different, like I wouldn't normally use a spike on something like that unless exactly. it was super steep. Yeah. Which, it, um, what the true test will be of what it's like on hard pack. There it is. For those of you who are on YouTube, for those of you who are not, I'm sorry, but it is <laughs> but a go to YouTube. black and red, which is my favorite color scheme for trail shoes too. Mm, good for pictures. So for sure. The shoe is the speed cross, but it's Gore-Tex and it's studded. Um, so on the trail it was great. And I actually never worn the speed cross before just because it's a little too sturdy. Uh, a They're little really too stable. rigid. Yeah. Super rigid. Um, and it's got a higher drop than I like. These ones sit at nine millimeter drop heel to toe. So, um, but I like them. So they are, yeah. they are good for some people. It was just a, a full yeah. shoe transition for me. I mean, this is one of the top mm -hmm. trail shoes in the world. So, um, yeah, I liked it. Uh, I think I'm going to like it even more on hard pack trail. And, and you said they were really warm, right? Yes. Okay. So up on the ridge, it got windy and freezing. It was probably in the twenties and my feet and my hands are always the first things to get cold just because I'm typically ill prepared and I usually stay that way. And that was why I wanted to try these guys this year because I just, uh, I'm sick of being uncomfortable most of the time. So my feet were super warm my hands got cold my face got cold my body got cold but my feet not once got cold not even on the windy ridge because that's no. normally when my feet will get cold is the wind kicks up yeah i i didn't notice them it was not one of the things that got cold that's good i mean it, it was to the point where we uh we turned around because it was just getting too cold 
but my feet never an issue. And because I talked about them last week <laughs> and I wear them every single time I go out and they make such a huge difference. Um, this little guy, this is the trail gator from Solomon. This is the low version. It is so compatible with this shoe too. It was just a perfect lock. And so snow stayed out, stayed dry. I'm a fan. I'm excited. Um, I know it was just kind of a first impression just because the trail quality wasn't exactly what that shoe is for, but it was a lot more comfortable than I thought it was going to be on the hard pack and uh, a lot warmer than any other shoe I've ever worn. Mm -hmm. And that's a good to have the spike built into the shoe is good for that versus a Catula because you might want a little something, but you don't want giant spikes where mm -hmm. when it's rocky, it just becomes uncomfortable if you have oh, yeah. bigger spikes. So. Yeah, Catula is on rocks or on really hard pat or icy trail. It's just not super comfortable. So, um, and I don't mind them on the hard packed ice just because I know they're gripping. If they grip. If they grip. Yeah. But that's just me. <laughs> just you. Just me. What else? Yeah. That was pretty much the, uh, that was your, ver that was the verdict. No, no real verdict yet, but I'm excited. We'll keep you in the loop. Once the snow gets deeper and, uh, a little bit harder packed trails. Mm -hmm. And I, um, I'm not sure if we talked about this too much last week, but I kind of made a vow to myself last winter that if it was cold and snowy that I would wear boots just because oftentimes I'm not running a ton in the winter. And if I'm running, 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 I'll be on a better trail that's either really packed so I don't need a boot. I'm not gonna get snow in my shoe, but I made a pact to myself that I was gonna wear boots because my feet get so cold. So not everybody can get away with tennis shoes, but if you have good circulation and you like the Gore-Tex and you like being in a tennis shoe, it's definitely a good option. I would wear a tennis shoe all day, every day, if I could. Just <laughs> I went because I like going barefoot, but on the trails, a tennis shoe. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, the Gore-Tex makes a huge difference. I don't know if you've ever tried that in a little. Yeah, I have. Um, I didn't love Gore-Tex. I mean, for me, it's, is the shoe still is just too, it's just a little too cold. Um, and with boots, I can wear a thicker, well, I can with a shoe too, but I can wear a thicker sock and it's just more insulated than a shoe. So I tried the Gore-Tex. I've worn them in the summertime for sure if we go into the snow. And I didn't like them just because one, eventually I would get holes in them, especially, this is also because we live in Alaska and what I do, it seems like I rip the sides of my shoes up really fast because of the sharp, sharp, chossy rock that's not common everywhere. So I rip my shoes up really fast and then 
water gets in the sides regardless. No matter <laughs> how hard I try, it will get in through the sides. And then it doesn't go, it doesn't drain well because it's Gore-Tex. So then it just traps in. And then if it's cold at all, it'll just stay cold. Yeah. But that, I mean, that can happen with a boot too. So. I, well, yeah, yeah, you're doing a lot more technical stuff than I'm doing too. Well, and then if we're doing anything technical, too, I'll have my mountaineering boots, which I have a really warm pair and then a pair that has um, holes so it's not warm. It lets in a lot of water. (laughs) Um, But I don't know. So and those I can wear really big socks with and they stay a little bit warmer and they're really aggressive. But I don't know. Too many options. Too many options. But the it's shoes all trial are, and error. It is. But the shoes are probably a good option for the majority of yeah. people. For any trails that are stay in all winter long and not crazy technical exposed stuff like you do, mm-hmm. it's the best option. For sure. So that probably brings us into the re- well, not the rest of winter, but the rest the of the beginning of winter, I guess. The beginning of winter and the rest of 2020. And I just want to throw out, just to be positive for anybody who needs it, that there's been a lot of trash talk about 2020. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just not having it. Because <laughs> it's okay. I'm just kidding. People have the right to be like, there's been a lot of crappy things that have come along with COVID. So I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but I just want to throw out a positive spin saying that 2020 hasn't been all that bad in my eyes. So (laughs) I just want to keep looking for the good in 2020. And every year I look back and I think, what did I do this year? We didn't do very much. And then I start looking at photos. Mm -hmm. Holy crap, I'm so lucky. Yeah. So if anybody needs to pick me up, just go look through your photos. (laughs) All the good things you've done this year. And yeah. But what do you have? What what are your thoughts for the rest of 2020? (laughs) Um, Yeah, for the rest of 2020 and... It's started, you know, beginning of the month is just to continue on with consistency. I want to be able to move into the new year and I'm going to have different goals for 2021. My goals will be a little bit different. I don't know if all the races are going to happen like they, like they're supposed to in 2021, but just finishing out the year. And starting with like a good base and a clean slate for 2021 is just consistency because that is what I struggle with so much in the winter time. It's so easy Mm -hmm. to just relax and do more fun things and not have to worry about training and just have a real Mm -hmm. off season. But unfortunately, my off season is usually, you know, October to April and that's just... I'm not doing it this year. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not ruining well, all the things. Right. And it's a good time to just keep it. It doesn't have to be crazy. Like what we're doing right now, I mean, you have hockey and some other things that are keeping you really busy, but what we're doing right now as far as training, I mean, yes, we're 
like you're doing intervals and we're running and we're on the treadmill and we're doing stuff, but it's not like taking a huge chunk of our time really. Um, because the weekends aren't going to change or we're going to do things that we want to do and the weekdays if we're more, so I guess it, I'm agreeing with you just in the, um, like just trying to keep consistent through the work week of But not overload. Yeah. Not overload and just keeping that base strong. So in the spring you can be strong enough where you don't need to get that base back. You're Mm -hmm. ready to start including longer runs or longer hikes or include more weight on your hikes or whatever. And that's always been the mental game for me is one of the most difficult aspects in the springtime Mm -hmm. after I know I've been lazy for a while and I know what my time should be on certain runs or certain climbs and I know I'm not going to hit it or get close Mm -hmm. to that time it's hard for me to even put the effort in a push I might show up but I'm just gonna take my time I know I'm not going to get a great time but I Mm -hmm. just got to get my legs used to working uphill again and And so that's okay too just because the conditions are always subpar but then I carry that out for months Mm -hmm. and then it's like oh my first race is tomorrow (laughs) maybe I should have trained a little harder so it's just the mental battle of taking time off and then starting back up and then knowing my times aren't going to be as good Mm -hmm. and I've never had a, a good consistent routine through the winter to where I can show up in the springtime and mm-hmm. not feel be at zero. Yeah. So I'm excited for that. Um, I imagine the feeling of showing up to a race really prepared, feeling like you did everything you could, feels really good. I bet I've never really experienced that. <laughs> well, maybe once. And then the race felt really good. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. and I have the thing, too, where... I sign up for races that I know I'm not prepared for, mm-hmm. but I, I'm hoping it'll kickstart something. Well, and that's intro- that's a good topic to talk about too, because for me, I'm not motivated by races, but you are. So mm-hmm. a lot of people, and maybe you do, I feel like you do this, but maybe you can tell me. Um, I feel like a lot of people will put races in when they need long training days because they're going to be motivated to work hard during that race, even though it's a training day for maybe a future race that's coming up. Does that make sense? Uh, there's really no rhyme or reason, no rhyme or reason. what I sign up for. Yeah. Uh, well, it'd be great if I... do that, right? Where they, like, they have a big race in September and then yeah, so your race have... comes up and they'll be like, oh, I'll run it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure. But every race for me is a big race that I'm not prepared for. Yeah. So it's never really it's leading up thought. to anything. I guess this year, mm-hmm. yes, kind of, because, you know, I hit the Matt Peak Challenge in August to lead up to Pikes Peak in September. And it because I knew I wouldn't be able to hit as hard of a training day without it being a race leading mm-hmm. up to Pikes Peak. So it just, the timing on those two races worked out really great a month prior. Or actually, it was more like a month and a half. So maybe the timing wasn't as great, but yeah, I guess at the end of the day, you look at it like a good training run mm-hmm. because I didn't do well. <laughs> uh, yes, you did. I mean, 
everybody. It's so interesting how we were just reading through what is it, ultra running memes on yeah. Instagram. Do yourself a favor, go check them out. They're really funny, self demeaning, probably a little bit. But that's I mean, really funny. Um, but one of them was something like, oh, I got a DNF on a race and guess what? Nobody cares, yeah. basically. And I feel like that's so true. Cause, and that's why running is so cool as you're doing it for yourself. Because yeah. nobody cares. <laughs> nobody cares. So, I mean, people, yes, they want to cheer you on, but like you said you got a bad time I'm like that's awesome though you did it you got a better time than a lot of people would um and I don't know and nobody is going back and looking at the times and being like oh Carrie wow that was awful (laughs) I know I was looking at my old times for some races and I was just laughing because I was like "Ooh, I didn't do that great (laughs) and then yeah, it's not like you're looking at anybody else's time. Maybe people you know who ran the race, but if that's yeah. the pleasure. You just want to see how low you are yeah. on the list. Uh, that's a pro tip. Do them out of state where you know nobody, and then you'll feel really mm-hmm. good about yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you won't be comparing them to anybody you know. <laughs> that That is a, I hate that when you like, like when I run races with you, I'm just like, oh my gosh. Because I know you're going to get 200 spots above me. And I'm like, oh my gosh, why? (laughs) (laughs) How did this happen? (laughs) Yeah. Well, And then you get into a comparison game and it's just nobody nobody cares. No. So don't do it. Don't do that. (laughs) But it's very different for us too. Because like I say, you know, the atmosphere for me is is a big, yeah. Um, I could Mm -hmm. not get the times that I get on race day anywhere around race day you know Mm. I can not even come close to my race times during training runs whereas you don't get that same high from races by them I think I would be like the last few I've done I haven't enjoyed running very much so they've been I've signed up for them and I haven't trained so then yeah I know it you know so it's not like I'm just doing it for the experience And then the experience isn't that fun for me because I know I haven't trained. And then you're just in this bubble of comparison the whole time because you're not thinking about how well you trained and how prepared you are. You're like, why am I here and what am I doing? And this isn't actually fun, so why did I pay for this? (laughs) Where if you train for them, like a marathon I did so many years ago that I wouldn't be able to like get those times again. Um, I mean, I tanked at the end because I didn't train. I trained really well up to like 17 miles. So I did really well the first half and then I kind of tanked. But I still felt so good about myself because I was like, okay, preface, there weren't that many people in this race. (laughs) So, um, but I was like second female for like the first. What? First half marathon part of it and then I hit the road it was half trail and half road and then I hit the road and I just tanked and partly it was because road feels awful after you're on trails but mostly it's because I didn't prepare you never told me you were that 
Well, I didn't finish. I didn't finish in that place. (laughs) Yeah, but still, if it was a 17-mile race... (laughs) It was the best feeling because I got to an aid station. I remember they had gummy bears, and I was like, thank you so much. I love you guys. And they were like, you're the second female. And I was like, what? And then it just... (laughs) <laughs> it just tanked. But it was a really good feeling for a moment. So that race, and so I think when you prepare and you are, it doesn't matter what you get because you're like, hey, I prepared and I did this and I rocked it to the best of my ability. Mm-hmm. And that's where it counts. So if you want motivation to train and feel like a badass, regardless of what time you end up getting, train, do a race, feel good about yourself. <laughs> yeah, because at the end of the day, too, you are comparing yourself to yourself. Yeah, yeah, that's the tough thing. That was a long tangent. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but yeah. So, so I feel like was... I really cut you off at some point about. Don't even remember 20... where it was. Yeah, 2020, twenty twenty. Just how we want to finish it out, and consistency is going to be the biggest thing for me. And. Oh my gosh. Nutrition in the winter time for me is like mm. pizza every single meal. Mm. Which is so great, but I <laughs> maybe I cut it down Good to, to an extent. Yeah, so my my training and my nutrition goes just right out the window. Mm. So maybe focusing a little bit more on what kind of fuel I'm putting in my body during training and uh not, yeah, not having that that shut down and then that start back up where my mental game is just completely wrecked. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the same thing that I was just talking about of like, then April comes around and you haven't trained. So you're just like, what am I even doing? Here I am back at square zero. <laughs> You've put the work in every single year and then you just watch it. Yeah. Walk right out the door in the winter. I have to say, I am pretty excited for my 30s because I was looking at race times the other day and all of the top women were all in their 30s. And I was like, mm-hmm. this is just a few more years. I know. I That's so why close. I say the same thing. I'm, I'm excited for 30s. But... Uh, is it going to be true? They were all strong athletes prior to their 30s as well. Yeah, but now we have a few years to... That's Become what I'm those saying. strong athletes. <laughs> I am. The clock is ticking, and I have to get get myself in gear prior to being thirty. And then in our thirties, we're you know we're probably just going to be winning every race we show up to. Yeah, I'm sure. Strictly because of our age. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure. Granted, there's probably some DNFs in the thirties too, but that's beside the point. That's fine. And we'll be first. Yeah. First, I'll be third. Could you imagine the feeling of that for your first time? I honestly in heaven, (laughs) in heaven, I will know (laughs) the feeling. Uh, That's something we'll talk about closer to twenty twenty one. Yeah, because mm, it's gonna happen. Maybe twenty twenty five or so. Between 2021 to death. Yeah. Somewhere in there. Mm -hmm. Okay, Mm -hmm. I do have to say one last thing about running and just 
as we're talking about age, the feeling of being in a run, especially ultra runs, because there's the craziest array of people that you wouldn't expect. <laughs> it's so fun. Um, and old people passing you. And you just are at... There's part of you yeah, that's Not like, old people oh, God, as God. in, like, 50s. Old people as like, in, like, 75. Yeah. Yeah. Or even... I mean, even 50s to me, too. I, when they pass you, you're just... You're, like... You want to cheer them on. And at the same time, you're just, like... What? <laughs> what am I doing with my <laughs> life? <laughs> like, what's... What are we doing wrong? <laughs> but I want your training plan. I want your nutrition plan. Mm-hmm. But it's mostly really cool. It is. Yeah, (laughs) it is. I vividly remember that running um, the Moab half marathon. Oh, yeah. There was a gentleman that I was talking to in the starting shoot. Mm -hmm. So for the first little bit of the race, you're going uphill and then you drop down and then it's kind of flat on trail. And so I had him on the uphill and I'm, I'm at like mile six now and he just comes trotting by me. He's like, hey, how's it going? And on, I don't know how old he was, but he was like 70. I can't remember how old he told me he was. And yeah, so halfway through a half marathon, he just trots on by me. Oh my gosh. It's so interesting. Dan and I were in Colorado probably two years ago climbing and this older, he was, he had to have been in his 70s. Mid, probably mid 70s and he's climbing up and he was by himself and he asked if he could climb with us and we we're like yeah absolutely oh my gosh he was one he was the sweetest man but holy buckets I obviously was in Colorado we're not used to elevation because we're at sea level and <laughs> oh I was just dying in this it was he was really sweet, though. It was pretty It's cute. motivating. It's motivating it, for sure. It hurts, but it's also motivating to yeah. know that we can still be out there doing things. Yeah, I wonder if I will be. I just am curious. Like, I'm sure I'll trash my body by that time. But it's it's cool to be like, this is what we're... Like, this is what we... This is why we're trying to be healthy and run and do these things. Yes, right now, duh, to be in the moment and enjoy everything. But hopefully to be like that someday. (laughs) That's the goal. That's the ultimate goal. That's the long term. That's very long term. If if it's in the cards to make it that far. Yeah. But never know. (laughs) Yeah, you never know. But anyways. Anyways. You guys, so... Weekly goals, again. Let's mm-hmm. get back into it. Mine's probably just adding a day or two of core and continuing with vitamin D and continuing with my strength and consistency throughout the uh, work week. And uh, since I failed mm-hmm. <laughs> on my core thing, I think I got four minutes total this week, but yeah, I'll call it a failure. So that's going to be <laughs> it's okay. my new one. Again. Again. Good. So basically, same thing as last week. Stay with my six-minute plan. Eat breakfast. And just 20 minutes in a full week, I can get 20 minutes of my life dedicated to core. You can do it. You can do it. 
It's such a small percentage. It's it's a really <laughs> small percentage, and it shouldn't have been that hard, but man. <laughs> you did a lot, though. It's a battle. So. I think all these goals, too, obviously, they're small, but they do stack fast. And mm-hmm. so if you are working on your own goals, don't feel overwhelmed. Make them really small, because I think so many people try to go for these big goals, and then mm-hmm. it just... Life-changing, and then want to see results immediately. Mm -hmm. When it doesn't happen, it's really hard to stick with. So, throw them out there. Yeah. Fail, and then revisit. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if you don't fail, you're never going to know better. Mm -hmm. You have to fail at some point. Otherwise, life would be so boring. (laughs) Uh, What a world. I know. We'll wait for that. Heaven. All right. Someday where nobody fails. <laughs> we'll see. Well, that's what we're going to leave you with is... Mm-hmm. The same same goals for me. New goals mm-hmm. for you. And inspiration to start your own goals. Let us know what they are. And feel free to it's message and trash talk to keep me accountable this week. And then just be sweet to me because <laughs> I, I can't handle that. <laughs> so just kind comments to me. Trash talk to Carrie. And let us know what your goals are because we want to know. And then we'll, if you write a little comment about what your goals are, maybe we'll talk about them. Yeah. Or give you a tip. Or not. You might know more than us. <laughs> Likely you do. So that was a good one. Yeah. All right. Happy, happy Saturday, everybody. And go get yourself a beer. Cheers. And we'll see you next week. <laughs>